Praise the Lord. And how are you, Minister Christmas? I am well. Thank you, Apostle. Hope you are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Today, I want to welcome everyone to Fire Rain Ministries Network. And we're going to be doing a series on the ministry of the Apostle. And Minister Christmas is with us and she is filling that call, that pull to do and step out into what God has called her to uh, step out into. So we want to talk to her today and we want to share it with the world. Amen. Minister Christmas, go ahead and tell us what, uh, well, let's open up with a word of prayer and then let's get right into it. Go ahead and lead us with prayer. Thank you, Father God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, God, to say thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this glorious day you have allowed us to enter into, God. Thank you, God, because this is a day we have never seen and one which we will never see again. So while we're in this day, God, we pray bountiful blessings upon us all, God, that we may have ears to hear, eyes to see everything you have in store for us in this day. Now, God, as we go into this interview, God, this conversation, God, bless now, God, every word that shall proceed out of our mouths, God. Bless the hearers of those who shall hear, God, and bless those that have to have clarity and understanding, God. In the name of Jesus, bless now, God, Apostle Cross, as she moves forward in the things you have called her to do, God. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. And thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on and tell us about who is Minister Christmas and what has God called you to? Well, Minister Christmas, um, um, I always like to say um, every day, for me, every day is Christmas. So I bring you Christmas <laughs> every day. <laughs> am just a servant of the Lord. I was called um, at the age of 12. I had a visitation from um, Jesus and it was then that he called me into ministry. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, we don't understand the call because I was 12. I had no clue as to what, what he was truly saying to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I answered the call later in life. Um, but as of like the last year or so, I've just been having this pull, this tug. I've just been hearing him clearly say, mm -hmm. you, I have ordained you as an apostle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to get clarity and understanding as to what that is, because I know- Wait a minute. Do you mean to tell me God can call a woman to be in a God can call a woman. And oh, that was my- And so as we get into the conversation, I'm sure that's one of my questions, because as I, I, I mentioned it to one of my friends, a very mm -hmm. good friend, woman of God, and mm -hmm. her very first thing was, there are no apostles in this day, no, no present day apostles. And so I was being confused and was mm -hmm. to, um, to seek out information because I said, I know God has called me. I didn't call myself. Right. I know I heard what the Lord said to me. And so I can't go on what others are saying. I had to go what the Lord is saying to me. And so with that, um, he has given me various ministries and I've had, um, um, plant several churches, mm -hmm. and just being inside the walls. It's like, I will always get this, this pull. It was, the assignment is over and now it's time to go. And mm -hmm. I never understood why I was not planted. Mm -hmm. I was planted for seven or eight years in one church and then him moving on to somewhere else. So it was always like, I know I wasn't a church hopper. Right, I was right. always just helping with ministry, mm -hmm. um, assisting the pastor and God will always give me a relevant word for the times in that church. So just pulling it all back in, I am a true woman of God. I know I'm an anointed woman of God, appointed and called and chosen <clears> by God's <throat> great works. And so now on my walk, I am truly just trying to have clarity mm -hmm. and I know it has led me to you um, because he didn't lead me to anyone else. Um, I did on my own try to seek <clears> someone else and that <clears> was just mass confusion. And the Lord just gave me a dream and he just told me he was enough. Mm -hmm. 
pulled me away from all of those who I was seeking after mm-hmm. um, help assist me to get where I needed to be. And he said, no, I am enough. Amen. Amen. Yes, he is. Enough. I just, um, the Lord just put you back in my life where I met you three years ago. Yeah. And not even knowing that you were even in the ministry. <laughs> right. <laughs> but as God uh, uh, released it and revealed that in his own timing, I'm understanding why then was not the time. Now mm-hmm. is the time. Amen. Um, as because he is moving me forward. So I'm just excited about mm-hmm. what God is doing. I'm just, um, just wanted to be obedient to the spirit of the Lord and what he is saying to me. Amen. You know, one of the things that you said, um, we're going to get into, you know, what is an apostle and all that. But one of the things that you said was um, the woman of God said that there are no apostles today. Well, the Bible says that he gave what? Some apostles, apostles. prophets, apostles. evangelists, pastors, teachers, but what? To perfect another saints. Now, why would he establish the fivefold ministry gifts when were they, when they were established and then take one away? Amen. It doesn't make it doesn't make it doesn't Amen. make a logical sense that he said it was for you know the perfecting of the saints, the building up of the saints, you know. And so why would you know the apostle be taken away and the other four uh, four are kept? It doesn't. So yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, one thing I try to do is um, I don't get into debate. I used to love to debate with people because I am right. I know I'm right and I'm going to show you <laughs> I'm right. And now it's like, nope, if you don't care, if you don't believe in it, I'm not going to force you. That's, That's it. between you and God. I'm going to present the truth. And if you can't deal with the truth, then, you know, take that over God. I got bigger fish to fry, you know? So and one thing, what I learned and what God said to me mm-hmm. I, I'm just so thankful that he he speaks to me and I can have clarity in what he's saying to me. Mm-hmm. But what he said to me was those who don't um, understand your calling. One, when he called me, it wasn't a conference call. It wasn't a Zoom meeting. It wasn't a Google meet. He said, I called you and I ordained you. I established yes. you. And yeah. so the next thing he said to me was, there are certain people assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Those who don't understand are not your assignment. Right. And so I had to understand, I don't have to push who I am on anybody. Those who is supposed to, those who are supposed to know who I am, will hear my voice, Mm -hmm. are strategically assigned to me. So I don't have to say a word. I will make room for your giftings Mm -hmm. and he will present me to others as he see fit. Amen. I'm not going to argue with you who I am. It's Mm -hmm. not necessary. Nope, not at all. One of the, um, now, you know, one of the things that I want to uh, mention to everyone, you guys come in every Saturday. We're going to be here every week doing this, and this, it's going to be phenomenal. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about in the ministry of the apostle is what is an apostle? What are the traits of an apostle? A lot of people don't dig into um, things deep enough to say, what is even a trait of an apostle? You know, like, if you know, what a trade is, uh, uh, we'll just say a pastry chef. They know their ingredients. They know how to bake. They know how to uh, measure. Well, we're going to be talking about what are the traits of apostle. Um, we're going to be talking about do apostles have to pastor a church? That's a big one. Um, yeah. How do you know you're an apostle? And the woman of God just said, God called her. You know, it says God gave these gifts. So yes. that means we didn't call ourselves. If I knew back then, what I know now <laughs> and the road it took to get here, yes. I would have ran from the call, you know. Yes. 
I was excited when I first got the call, but it was a progressive, it was a progression, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the progression, the traits. Um, how do you know you're an apostle? How do you know? Because a lot of people will tell you you're not. A lot of people will tell you, you didn't hear God. You missed God. You're out of your call. You're going to lead people to hell, you know? Yes. All that foolishness. Remember what happened in um, Numbers chapter 16? Moses knew he was called. Korah incited a rebellion. And Korah, Dathan, Abiram, they were all trying to say, you know, we're all holy too. The people are holy. We're blessed. We can lead. And if you, But if you go back a few scriptures, a few chapters, you will see that they were a hot mess. Yes. They were doing some of everything. But yes. see, the ringleader that was trying to overthrow Moses was trying to make them think, that they were holy too. Yes. God showed them that he killed uh, 250 of the leaders in the congregation of the children of Israel. They got zapped. <laughs> the next day, 10,700 died because of the death plague that went out from the Lord. And so when people are called, it's best that we don't mess with them, right? <laughs> exactly. Because the word says, though, though many are called, few are chosen. Yeah, yeah. It's not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Right. Um, so it's best if you don't have clarity, if you don't understand, right. by all means, do not put your mouth on the man or woman of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is your life. That's truth. That's truth right there. Yes. It'll save your life, won't it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Then some of the other things that we're going to be talking about is do apostles flow in all five manners of the fivefold? We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be breaking that down. What are the expectations of the apostles? Do apostles have to be ordained? Um, what are the functions? What influence do apostles have in the kingdom? What are the different types of apostles? And these are some questions that need to be answered. Yes. Because you got some people that are well-seasoned in the kingdom. Some people are just getting into it. And so I believe that as we go into what God has allowed us to do in this season with these teachings and these Zoom meetings, and, you know, it's going to be shown all over the world, several countries, and I'm excited um, people want to know, and I, you know, by God's grace, we're going to give them truth. Amen. We're going to give them the word. Amen. Amen. So the first thing we want to talk about, and I know that we spend a lot of time on introduction, but that's important that, you know, you guys know who we are, you know, you guys know who we are, what we're about. We're about our father's business. We're not going to debate with you. If you don't like it, don't watch, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And so, um, one another thing is there. there's a lot of self-proclaimed apostles out here that have assigned themselves. You know, Jesus was sent by the Father. He's the chief apostle. Exactly. And he even said, you know, well, we know that he uh, learned a lot by the things he suffered, but he also said that he didn't do anything unless the Father instructed him. Amen. So even Jesus was under the authority of his father. So what makes people think they are, don't have to be under authority is beyond me. I don't know. <laughs> but we want to uh, talk about what is an apostle. It's very simple. It's not deep. <laughs> it's not mystical. You don't even have to know Greek and Hebrew to know that apostle is simply one who is sent. Amen. That's it. Amen. Who is sent? It's so simple. A lot of times, people try to make things so difficult, don't they? Uh, minister of Christmas, they do, and and they don't have because they don't have understanding. They then try to push their not understanding onto you, mm-hmm. and so that causes confusion. And that's what was happening to me. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, I know I'm not double-minded. I've never had a problem with um, saying yes or no, hot or cold, black or white. Mm-hmm. But I was in the, in the midst of, of situations where people trying to tell me who I was not. Mm-hmm. And so bouncing back and forth. So I, again, as I said in the beginning, I owe no man no explanation. <clears throat> what right. God has called, God will perfect everything concerning me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, people have no problem in trying to tell you who you are not. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, they can't even tell you who they are. Yeah. So we have to be careful who yeah. we allow to deposit into our lives because mm-hmm. the two could be, they could um, either um, pull us up or pull us down. Yeah. And I'm in the business of being pulled up because Christ is the one who's pulling me up. Amen. Um, so if he's pulling me up, we cannot allow man to pull us down. Amen. Amen. And you know, a lot of times, sometimes people will say, well, you know, we got to be accountable. And yes, we do. But I draw the line on accountability when that accountability is trying to make me go in the opposite direction of what the word is saying. Yes. You know, and that's, that's very important. So one who was sent a chief messenger. So we have a message. Yes. We have a message. The apostle has a message. Okay. And guess what? It's the great commission to seek and save those that are lost. <laughs> you know, uh, God allows us to oversee. He allows us to um, help um, grow churches, plant churches, many different things. But that is not the only thing that apostle does. Apostle also disciples people. Yes. Makes, creates a type of not just converts, but disciples. That's what the chief apostle Jesus did. He had, he got regular all everyday people and discipled them into their calling. Amen. 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 And what say you, woman of God? <laughs> <laughs> so as you were saying, just, just disciple people. I recall just um, having this lately, having this really um, burden on mm-hmm. me to like, it's outside of the walls because mm-hmm. so many times, and I was, I'm, I'm guilty. Church is all I've known for years. Church yeah. is outside the walls mm-hmm. is all I've known. Mm-hmm. But when God called me to go out beyond the walls, outside mm-hmm. of the walls, mm-hmm. it's like, it was really hard for me because that's, again, that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And so now having to be, having to walk this walk in and now figure things out um, as the Holy Spirit would, would lead me. Um, and understanding I am still the same woman. I was inside the walls. I'm still Mm -hmm. that same woman beyond the walls. Right. Burden now to, to get those people who don't know the word. You said it right there. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Just to get those who don't know the word. And that's really has, has become a burden on me Mm -hmm. because I think about a lot of times, even when we go from one platform to another platform, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all preaching to the same people. We're all mm-hmm. encouraging those who already know the word. But what about the ones who don't know? And that's my ultimate, um, the burden that has been on my life lately is to go to those who are lost mm-hmm. and, and and not be so, um, get away from the, preaching to the choir sort of thing. We could, we're always talking to the same people about mm-hmm. the same thing, using the same scriptures and the same stories. And mm-hmm. the Lord said, I'm bigger than that. Yes, I am much bigger yes. than people keep putting me in this little box mm-hmm. with their ritualistic habits and their and all of their protocols. The Lord said, "I'm much bigger than that," mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I just thank God that I I can go beyond the walls and mm-hmm. have clarity and understanding that God is so much bigger than a once a week meeting yes. or a twice a week Bible study. He's so much bigger than that. Yeah, so because not really 
everybody else. Amen. And there's so many people out there that need us. Yes. You know, the, the church, we bring people in because the church is like a spiritual hospital where we we get people healed, delivered, set free, and then they go out and reproduce. Remember right. back in Genesis chapter one, when God created the heavens and the earth and everything, and he spoke and said, let there be, I think around in chapter one, verse four or five or six, it says that the seed was reproducing after its kind. Yeah. And that's what we're to do. We are to reproduce. God you know, saves us, delivers us, cleans us up, and then we're to go out and reproduce and make disciples, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. To make disciples so that people can go out and do the same thing. So they're reproducing the kingdom all over again. Yes. And that's what it's all about. And apostle, you know, one of the things that we do is we help people get excited about the kingdom. Yes. Not about church, not about religion, not about, you know, the Pharisee, the Sadducee, thinking, but about the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God right now is at hand and God wants us to go out and make disciples so people don't so people will miss hell we don't want you know god doesn't want anyone lost amen and it's amen. our job to prepare his people for his second coming and this makes me feel so much better now i have i i, I thank you and honor you because i have clarity now that i'm not losing my mind and i'm not crazy mm -hmm. No. Um, as one would think I am. I, I know I hear clearly and I know what the mandate is. Um, I think what uh, one of my confusions, you said it earlier, why is it everybody all of a sudden wants to be an apostle? Mm -hmm. What is the, the, the purpose of mm -hmm. everybody just putting an apostle on their names mm -hmm. and moving forward? You know, I think... Um... I think standing in a pulpit seems to be attractive mm -hmm. for some people. Um, and, you know, you got people listening, you have an audience, mm -hmm. uh, there's a platform. And so then a lot of people aspire to that. They want to be looked up to. They want people to, you know, take um, guidance from them. But, you know, the Bible says that there's safety in a multitude of, um, of wise counselors. And so we have to use wisdom. We have to surround ourselves with wise people in the kingdom. And a lot of people just want the notoriety of being in a platform. They want people looking up to them. They may have a prophetic unction so they can prophesy. So then they prophesy to people without teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that an apostle is a well, a mature apostle is well-rounded in the ability to teach, evangelize, pastor, uh, prophesy to people and lead. Yes. And so that's a well-rounded uh, person in 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 um, Christian in leadership and ministry. You you have to be able to do a little bit of all of that because it's going to be needed. But if you're not mature in the things of God, if you're a novice, you you know, and novice is not bad. It's not bad to be a novice. It's not wrong because we all start somewhere and grow. Yes. But the basic the the one thing is. We have to stay in the word. We have to stay in prayer. We have to stay accountable. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, yeah. the ministry is not going to be built in a day. It is a work in progress and there's a process to it. Some people get an unction, sha -na -na, they start speaking in tongues, and now they have a whole church. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, you're not going to sit down somewhere. You can't do that. You're going to mess people up. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's what a lot of times that's what's been happening. What I've been seeing lately 
is um, because people have this have this unction, they now then begin to just pour out inference, feel information when it's not time for information. And so what I'm sensing is I, the Lord is telling me when to speak and when not to speak. Amen. Uh, and there's a there's a time that he wants me to speak and there's, a, there's things he wants me to say. And I'm learning that it's all in his timing. Mm-hmm. There's a right now word. There's a relevant word. There's word, words of knowledge and wisdom. Um, but there's a word that he says, OK, there's a word for the masses. Mm-hmm. But when it's time for people to move, I think people um, and I'll back up and say it this way. God gave me a vision. Um, and he said to me, I opened the door for you. Mm-hmm. But I didn't tell you to move. Mm-hmm. Fresh revelation. And mm-hmm. so what I begin to, to realize is God has opened the door for many and they've decided to walk through. They mm-hmm. decided and chosen to walk through. And God is simply saying, but you went before me. Mm-hmm. You didn't wait for your next instructions. You didn't and wait so for I, that cloud. You didn't wait for the cloud. <laughs> so I believe, that, <laughs> I believe that's what's happening. A lot of people, they may have seen God open the door for them and they just decided to just walk through. And mm-hmm. now they have labeled themselves as, um, as such and such. But God is saying to them, you're moving, bef- you're moving ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And you have now waiting for all of your instructions. Amen. And that's, that means you're walking in disobedience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're walking before him. So I'm just glad I had the good sense to hear and slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people who are calling themselves an apostle, they got a glimpse as to what, is, what it is. And, and they think it's some kind, like you said, they think it's some kind of um, glamour show. Right. And they don't really have understanding. So they're really messing people up because even when you call yourself an apostle, the people don't understand what you're talking about. They don't know who you are because you haven't given them any kind of standard. You haven't given them any kind of understanding as to what you are. They just see you, you preaching um, and, and giving word. But what else are you doing? You know, are you laboring? before mm-hmm. the Lord? Or are you just looking for the, the next um, 1,000 viewers? Like, it's yeah. not about viewership. It's mm-hmm. about what are you doing for the kingdom of mm-hmm. God? And God requires us mm-hmm. to continue to work and, and build his kingdom. That's right. what we need to do. It's not like a once a week show where, mm-hmm. we, where we're putting on a show and nobody's coming, coming to him. Mm-hmm. So what is it for if we're not bringing people to him? That's right. Absolutely. You know, the, we have to bring people to Christ. That's the great, great commission. It's not about um, money, fame, fortune, because you know what? Heaven and earth will pass away. Yes. yes. The kingdom of God will remain. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things that you said about, you know, your calling, what you feel God has called you to, when we are in him and we know, we know who we are now that we're in Christ Jesus, we'll know. He'll show us yes. who we are. He'll tell us. And people, you know, but the enemy job is to get us distracted. Yes. What God has called us to do. And if he can get us putting out a whole bunch of fires, he won't fulfill what God has called us to do because we'll feel like we have to go around and defend our calling. Amen. Trick of the enemy. Big trick of the enemy. I stopped defending my calling about 15 years ago. I was like, you know what? That's your problem. If you don't believe it, I don't even care. Because at the end of the day, we all are going to give an account to God for what we do and what we don't do. Exactly. You can't give an account for me. I can't give an account for you. I can't give an account for my children. They can't give an account for me. What God has called people to do individually when we stand before him, is, is, is it going to be depart? Amen. Is he going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? 
Amen. Well, Lord, I couldn't because they wouldn't release child. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Uh, we you know, know oversight, yes. yes. Oversight, yes. But waiting, and I want to be careful how I say this because I don't want to create a bunch of people that think I'm going to release myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to do that. But what I'm saying is, don't ever let anyone hinder you from being all that God has called you to be because um, someone doesn't agree with your calling. Right. What were you going to say? The moment has slipped. I'm sorry. Just keep talking. It'll probably come back to me. I need to start writing my notes while you're talking. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, in the Bible, there were different types of apostles and we're going to get into that, you know, later on in our teaching, because I think we have like a 10 week series here that we're going to have 10, 12 week series, which is phenomenal. We're going to be talking about uh, the different attributes of the apostle. You know, I think one of the biggest thing is getting over yourself. Amen. We have to get over ourselves. We have to make sure we don't walk in pride. Yes. You know, the apostleship is a high calling. And we have to really put ourselves on the altar to make sure that we're not walking in pride, that we're not walking in ill intent, that we're not um, puffing ourselves up to or portraying ourselves to be something more than we are. You know, we see that a lot. And so we do have to walk in humility. And sometimes that means, even though I know I'm right, I'm going to let you be right. Right. In other words, I'm going to let you argue with yourself. I'm not going (laughs) to argue with you. You know, I I will defend the truth and I'll correct where the truth is concerned, but I'm not going to sit up here and go back and forth with people. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's a lot of times what people are looking for. They're looking for an argument. I used Mm -hmm. to always wonder why do people spend so much time Mm -hmm. trying to get you to believe or argue who Mm -hmm. you are. It's either they believe it or they don't. Mm -hmm. So if they don't believe, why do they spend so much time trying to convince you that Mm -hmm. you're not? It's either you believe or you don't, like you said. Right. Um, right. My job is not to make you change your mind. My job is just to walk that life. Mm-hmm. And hopefully my life will show you something different that you will, mm-hmm. you will want like, and ask me questions. Well, Minister, how is that happening for you? Mm-hmm. Um, why do you always appear to be so happy? And how are you always serving people? And how are you always mm-hmm. doing that in the third? Mm-hmm. And so that's my door to just tell them, other than every day is Christmas, it's my mm-hmm. opportunity to tell them that Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen. Amen. And without him, I can't do anything. And he leads, guides, directs me, comforts, shields, and protects everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask the Lord everything, even for a parking space. And I know it seems a great I've done that. <laughs> I asked the Lord for a parking space. Um, mm-hmm. Last week, my niece got married and it was raining. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving, I'm saying, Lord, you ordained this day for them. And so I know rain is not a part of this is not going to come out. So I began to just pray, Lord, hold back the rain. And I promise you the rain, the clouds rolled away. He just let me see it for a split second. Mm -hmm. And I just began to praise him saying, Lord, I thank you because I know it's going to be well by three Mm o'clock. Three o'clock, the Lord answered my honor, my request. He held back Mm -hmm. the rain. And so this lets me know that anything I want to ask the Lord for, Mm -hmm. I have the power and the authority to ask him anything and he will answer, he'll respond to me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say to anyone else, if you don't know who I am, then inquire of the Lord yourself. Amen. People simply tell me I'm not because mm-hmm. you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, just ask the Lord to show you for him, for yourself. Who is this woman? Who mm-hmm. is this woman that's doing all these things? Like the woman at the well, who is this woman? Come see a, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. 
Yeah, yeah. So he did that then. He's still the same God. Amen. Well, is the same God that can tell you all about me because he wants you to know and he wants you to be okay. Amen. Amen. We got about eight minutes left. I just want to talk briefly about um, the Apostle Paul. Now, the Apostle Paul, he was sent by the Lord as an apostle of the uncircumcision. Because he was called to preach the ministry of Christ to the people that weren't circumcised, right? Right. Let me get that scripture pulled up here. That would be Romans chapter, I'm sorry, a second. Romans chapter 11, verse 13. For I speak unto you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. So here we see, and we'll go into this more uh, next week, that the Apostle Paul, he was called to, now he was called all of us, but he was called specifically also to the Gentiles, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I think that is awesome because God calls us to a specific people. I may not be able to reach um, the people down the street. That may be your territory. Right. You may have an anointing to reach them. I may have an anointing to reach the people across town. Paul had an anointing. He said, for I speak to you Gentiles as much as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. So he may not have been able to reach um, other people in other nationalities. Right. And so God gives us all specific territories, regions, peoples, nationality, languages to reach. And, you know, God can even have you speaking in tongues, speaking of someone's language, and they can, they'll hear it in their language. But I said that to say, God has placed us in the world for such a time as this to reach the people that he's called us to reach. Amen. Us to reach individually. I may have, a, you know, I was thinking about this, just came to my mind. I may have a ministry to the person that lived right next door to me. You could come to my house and you could go next door. And they don't want to talk to you about Christ. I can go next door and they'll want to talk to me about Christ. It doesn't mean that you're any less anointed, appointed or whatever. It just means that's my assignment. Paul Amen. had his assignment. Timothy had his assignment. Peter had, you know, they all had their own assignments to different areas, regions and peoples. And I think when we as leaders get out of this, get out of our own head, with this notion that you taking my people, that everybody belongs to Christ. Amen. Number one. Amen. And people end up where God wants them to be if they let God help them get to where they're supposed to be. Amen. Amen. And then he puts different people. And we're going to break down. Uh, we're going to, it may be more than 10 weeks because next <laughs> week we're going to be talking about the different types of apostles and who they were how they functioned, who they were called to. And we're just going to take a couple of them. And that falls under the category of what the next uh, segment, what are the traits of the apostles? Okay. So we're going to talk about each apostle. We're going to talk about their traits, what they um, what they did, how they did it, where they went. And, you know, I think that's going to be a, a wonderful uh, segment next week. I'm excited. I really am excited just to, um, just to even 
uh, again, just get clarity and understanding mm -hmm. um, of the uniqueness that God has for each of us and the assignments mm -hmm. he has for us. Because I know, um, like you said, I might not can reach the, my neighbor, but you might can come in three minutes and, and reach my neighbor because why? You, that is your assignment. Yeah. As long as we recognize we each have an assignment and this world mm -hmm. is big enough for all. For everybody. For everybody. And we all have the same focus. It's mm -hmm. like the Lord is saying, okay, we have to get on the highway, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care how you get on the highway, just get to 85, get to 77, get to, right. get to highway 40. However mm -hmm. you get there, just get there. Yeah. No matter how you, how you choose to get there, as long as you reach that ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Our ultimate goal is to be with Christ. Amen. In the place that he's preparing specifically for us. Our only role while we are waiting for him to prepare this place for us is to do what he has called us to do. Mm -hmm. I don't care if we have to talk to the man cutting the grass. Mm -hmm. I can't talk to the man cutting the grass. Maybe you can talk to him that's cutting the grass. Mm -hmm. But either way, we have a voice because we're being used by the Holy One who lives <laughs> on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. and, and some people just can't handle certain voices. Some people oh. just have this harsh voice, a harsh yeah. tone. Yeah, that people that's can't, it. Can't, they can't handle the tone. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm dealing with this apostle now and her tone is really harsh and it's, it's, it's almost like a, a scariness to it. Mm -hmm. she, so, mm -hmm. And so, and I'm beginning to realize that her voice is not for me. She, mm -hmm. she might be good for somebody else, but that, that harshness is bring it triggers me mm -hmm. uh, from things of my past. Mm -hmm. And so I am a soft tone. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's my ministry. I can deal with anybody in a soft tone, an even tone. Mm -hmm. I'm called to those who have been really hurt, been traumatized, um, those who have been forgotten and lost and left behind. Mm -hmm. That's those people are my assignments. And, and they so, need a softer tone. Yes. And going with somebody like that, they need someone who has um, who can relate to them. And so I'm relational with them because I've been there. And so I soft my tone and I have understanding and I give them word of inspiration and encouragement. Amen. And all of this is just really exciting for me because um, just in this one segment, I truly am comfortable now mm -hmm. with who God has called me to be. Amen. Um, because it's not as big as people mm -hmm. wanted it to make it out to be. It's bite-sized pieces. You have to take it one day at a time. And we are out of time. And, you know, we will be back here next week. We're going to be talking more about the ministry of the apostle. And we're just free-flowing on. We may go off onto a tangent on a whole other subject. But if the Holy Spirit wants it that way, so be it. Amen. Apostle Cross, this is Minister BJ Christmas coming up in ministry and you're doing great and mighty things. And we will see you guys next week. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.